New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. Hello, I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Today, I'm hosting Ellen Grace O'Brien. She's the founder and spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. And she is also the author of The Jewel of Abundance, Finding Prosperity Through the Ancient Wisdom of Yoga. Welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe, Ellen. Thank you, Justine. It's great to be here. It's great to have you. The subtitle of your book is Finding Prosperity, and prosperity is often equated with material wealth, but you use a much larger context that includes the highest spiritual goals. So please give us some insight into what you mean about Mm. prosperity. Yeah, here we're looking at prosperity or wealth is actually the word that is used in the ancient scriptures. We're looking at it holistically, not just material wealth, not just money, but not excluding that either. But we're looking at what it really means to be wealthy in life. And that means our health, our relationships, our creative energy, our inspiration, and at the heart of that, you know, our spiritual resources, our our ability um, to connect to the truth of our being, all of that is, is a part of our wealth and our ability to experience abundance in life. So in many religions, and there are some religions that equate prosperity, and I think of them like this dual thing, prosperity and affirmations. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. I am this, and saying it over and over and over is going to really make us (laughs) prosper then, and more money is going to come in, and we're going to, everything's going to work out Mm -hmm. if I just repeat this enough times. Mm -hmm. So I'd love for you to clarify just what are affirmations and how are they used in this context of prosperity? Mm. So first I want to say, You know, sometimes prosperity has gotten a a bad rap, you know, with regard to spirituality. People feel like they can't go together. And and part of that is because either it has been denied in spiritual traditions, you know, that somehow financial well-being is not a good thing, but also because it's been misused in spiritual traditions, right? You know, that it's about people getting more money so they can give more money, right? And um, that's an abuse of that teaching. But here, this um, sense of abundance is about our innate spiritual abundance. And when we talk about affirming that, we're talking about changing our mind, you know, from the idea of lack to abundance, you know, getting rid of the constraints that we put on ourselves that are not necessarily true, and learning to come from a more positive, affirmative um, idea of the truth of who we are. You said that it's an abuse to 
use the concept, I will get more money so I can give more money. Can you go into that more deeply? Well, you said that that's a wrong concept. Uh, well, what do you mean by that? Well, that in itself doesn't sound wrong, you know, so that you would like to have more resources so that you have more to give. There's not a problem with that. What I meant was that there are some times when it has been abused by religious leaders of their followers, right, to have them practice some kind of program where they're going to give more money to the organization. So there has been a selfish motive in there. So I just want to be clear that that's not what I'm talking about when I talk about prosperity. I'm talking about helping people know that we can all thrive and prosper. And yes, we do have the ability then to give and to be part of the well-being of all. That's the highest goal. So that's what I meant by that. So, and then going into the lack, you talk about it in the book that the ego's default, if we're in our small self, the ego's default is there's not enough to go around. There's not enough. <laughs> uh-huh. And that's kind of one of our defaults. It is. is it, it, it is, yeah. So you're saying that that there is a universal truth that's beyond that mm-hmm. small ego default. Mm-hmm. Yeah. According to yoga philosophy, the ego is the component of the mind that posits a sense of separate self, of being separate from the source, you know, identified with the mind and body and the roles that we play and so on and so forth. But its hallmark is the idea of being independent, separate, right? So it can never have access to the wholeness that is spirit itself. By its very existence, it says, "I I am separate. I'm alone. I'm the one. So connected to that is the story that ego tells us that we are not enough and that whatever we have, it's not enough. So in a sense, as you were pointing to using affirmation is sort of circumventing that idea of the ego that we don't have enough and that we're not enough. But it's really about going back to our essential wholeness. I like to tell a little story, if I, if I could, that I think illustrates this quite beautifully and what I'm talking about uh, in, in terms of prosperity. It comes from a conversation I had with Ila Gandhi, the granddaughter of Mahatma Gandhi. I was speaking to her in South Africa where she grew up. And um, of course, as an adult, she was there during the very difficult time of apartheid in her country. And of course, as a young girl, she went through the assassination of her beloved grandfather. And then she was put under house arrest for nine years during the apartheid era. And her own son was murdered during that time. And so as I was listening to her story, Justine, I mean, I just felt my heart breaking. And I thought, how did you do this? You know, how did you keep on your quest um, for change, nonviolent change, and the well-being of all? How did you do that? How did you, how did you survive this? How did you do it? And she said to me, she said, those who were in power had tremendous resources and they had tremendous wealth. And she said, but we were never discouraged because we had spiritual resources. And that to me was in a sense, the ultimate definition 
of the knowledge of our innate abundance that we can draw from regardless of circumstances and that we have that wealth within us. I just think of this wonderful bank account we have, you know, that's just huge that we can draw on. It's true. I love that story, and I remember reading it in your book, and I, I marked it down because it was so powerful. We have spiritual resources, and this is no small thing, even when pitted, as you say, against enormous political power or financial power that we are assured that we have this tremendous resource. Yeah, it really points to our essential wholeness, you know, our innate uh, well-being, our innate sufficiency, if you will. And it's a matter of faith, really, you know, when you come down to it, of knowing that we have that um, wholeness, that we are expressions of the divine, we are spiritual beings. And in the teachings of yoga, what is important is that, you know, why meditation is stressed, for example, is that we have to learn how to quiet those fearful voices in the mind in order to experience that peace within us, that wholeness within us, that resourcefulness within us. And so perhaps faith is that bridge that we go across to be able to touch that fullness within us. And I know that you encourage us to do a regular meditation practice that just sporadic is not going to really be as much benefit yeah. as as a regular time or regular practice is that we make it like brushing our teeth. We're going to do this regularly. Yeah. You know, we brush our teeth because we want to keep them right? <laughs> That's what my dentist tells me. Yes. <laughs> and so, you know, I think of um, meditation in the same way as a spiritual self-care, that we, we meditate every day because we want to keep our connection to our own well-being, our connection to peace, um, our, our connection to that deep a sense of uh, well-being and happiness. So it's a matter of self-respect also. Um, to meditate and to make that a priority in our life. That's a wonderful word, respecting ourselves. Mm-hmm. We often talk about having respect for others, but mm-hmm. you're bringing it back to ourselves that it's truly esteeming ourselves. Yes, and not the small self so much, not the personality self, but the true self, which would be capitalized, you know, with the spiritual self, which is the self of all. And I like to think of it as self-respect or self-honoring because um, it's so easy for us to put everything else ahead of self-respect and um, our self-honoring or something like our meditation practice and think, you know, I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do that later. I'll do that when. And I've discovered that there really is no tomorrow, (laughs) that there's only now. There's only the day that we have. Earlier in our conversation, I was asking you about affirmations. And I'm just wondering, as we say an affirmation, let's say, and it's putting something in the now that I am this, if we haven't experienced 
what it is that we're saying. It's going to ring hollow, Mm -hmm. I think. Yes. And in the use of affirmation, one of the things I suggest is that we focus on a divine quality. And so we use our discernment, in other words. So we might say, I am peaceful. And of course, like you say, we might not be experiencing that in the moment. Maybe that's why we're using that affirmation, because we want to change our mind from being upset to being peaceful. But it's understanding that peace is inherent. It's an inherent divine quality to the soul. So we are cultivating that sense of inner peace. And we can say, I am a peaceful being, even when we have an upset mind, because we know that we're not the mind. Well, that's a good example if you say, I am peaceful. And if we use it in combination with our breath, Mm -hmm. let's say, and we just take a deep breath Mm -hmm. and our mind is going crazy, Mm -hmm. it's like bringing our meditation into daily practice, and we go, I am peaceful. (sighs) Exactly. And in that moment, we actually are. We actually are. And we actually are because we already are, (laughs) which is exactly (laughs) the point. And so... So you're tuning in. You're tuning in. And affirmation is saying, I am not the contents of my mind. I am not the circumstances in my life. I am the truth of my being. Because all those things, circumstances, thoughts in the mind, those are all subject to change. Okay, so that takes us to meditation. I mean, meditation in itself won't pay the bills, right? <laughs> I mean, it, it's not gonna. It's not gonna write the checks and mm-hmm. and put the money in our account. So, mm-hmm. if that's our concern, but we are meditating and we're having that moment of clarity and stopping our thoughts, what does meditation help with in that context of paying the bills? Mm-hmm. What I've noticed in my life is that meditation can help not only calm the mind when you're actually meditating, but it contributes to greater clarity of mind throughout the day. So the example that you gave, if we're worried about paying the bills and we're really caught up in a worried mind, we're distracted. And if we need to figure out what to do, we need our mind to be calmer and clearer so that we can be in touch with those insights that could arise that would give us a creative idea. It also can help us have an inspiration. You know, sometimes you can just have a little inspiration like, oh, I just want to go outside and get a breath of fresh air. And so we walk outside and what do you know, we run right into the person that we need most to talk to about some project that's coming up. You know, so it's a way in which we position ourselves to work in harmony with a universe that is trying its best to support us. I love that. And I I get the image as you're talking about that. I get the image when we have that worried mind, it's like our mind is filled with storm clouds and it's thunder and lightning and raining and everything. But we sit down, we, as you say, walk outside, take a deep breath. It's like all of a sudden, oh, the sun is shining and the birds are singing. It's like it just gives us a moment of clearness. Exactly. And we have access into our inner resources and we have access 
to the universe itself, you know, to um, meetings that are going to be um, supportive of our well-being, ways in which we can contribute, new ideas can come. So meditation helps us in the moment, but it also helps us stay clearer and more open to inspiration and synchronicities that are going to be useful. And, you know, there are many benefits of meditation that we're learning about today from science and, you know, the health benefits and also our ability to concentrate and all these things are are useful. But it comes down to, I think, being able to touch in with the truth of our own being and being able to cooperate with the enlivening power in the universe that is going to be supportive. Ellen, I want to thank you so much for being part of the New Dimensions Cafe today. Thank you. It's really been a joy to do this with you. I appreciate it and appreciate your listeners. Thank you so much. I'm sure they appreciate you as well. I've been speaking with Ellen Grace O'Brien, and she is the spiritual director and founder of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, a meditation center and a spiritual community in San Jose, California. And she is also the author of The Jewel of Abundance, Finding Prosperity Through the Ancient Wisdom of Yoga. And if you'd like to know more about her work, you can go to her website, Ellen Grace O'Brien, and she spells her last name O-B-R-I-A-N, ellengraceobrien.com. Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. I thank you for joining us at the New Dimensions Cafe, and I invite you, please do join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a thousand hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You, too, can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.